Hey guys, and welcome to Sounds Like NYC episode 54. Uh, my next guest is a singer and modern composer living in New York City. He has his hands in a lot of genres ranging from R&B to garage rock. Uh, please welcome Stallion Donkey. Thank you, thank you very Did much. Did I get it right? Uh, perfect. Okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, so we were just talking about like how, uh, I guess you didn't notice, but um, Stallion Donkey. Oh yeah, yeah, the name. Yeah. I noticed that like a month after. We made the name based on like a lot of different things. And you know how stage names go, they have a lot of like different origin stories. Mm -hmm. and, and we were just joking that Megan the Stallion uh -huh. came out like as well. Um, she props stole to your her. Name. She's amazing. She stole your name. <laughs> Support everything she does. Yeah. Um, you but yeah. You should sue her. She stole your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would definitely win that. Exactly. <laughs> no, she's great. She's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a it sounds like a French name to me, mm -hmm. like Dunkey, like the silent S. And I like uh, I really like a poet Arthur Rimbaud and uh, painter Jean Michel Basquiat. The name sounded to me like those two names, mm -hmm. and I like both those artists a lot. And I was like, this could be a name that sounds similar to that. Um, and then I also really like, uh, as a career, uh, Bob Dylan. And maybe if I ever have a record in a record store, it would be near the Dylan section or whatever, because it's like D.U. Oh. I don't know. So He's trying to gain the system. Yeah, those are the, <laughs> <laughs> those, are the two, those are the two thoughts about yeah. it. Yeah. But we'll see how it develops, because you yeah. know, like I guess you probably, you probably had a lot of artists that changed their names, yeah. like yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we'll see, because I've uh, like you know you don't you also don't want a name that is hard for people to pronounce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to make it easy for people, mm -hmm. and I realize that too. But Stallion, I think, is here to stay. We'll see no, about the donkey yeah. part. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, so like, are, are you into like a lot of uh, like visual art stuff? Yes. My wife is a really good photographer. Okay. Um, I love painters. I have a, a mentor that's a painter, uh -huh. and I, I envy visual artists because I feel like they can make a painting in one day, mm -hmm. and kind of just like it's ready to sell. Mm -hmm. And with music, it just takes longer a lot of times than you, you want it to go faster. <laughs> yeah, right? no, definitely. And like yeah. uh, the production, uh -huh. and it just it just takes longer. And I and sometimes I envy painters. It seems like they could just paint something in like three hours and it's ready to go. Yeah. So I mean, definitely. Yeah, speaking of your music, you know, I was taking taking a listen to the uh, to the to the two singles that you have put nice, out. Nice, thank you. It's kind of like interesting, just like off the bat, that um, those two singles are actually like you know collabs with you know other uh -huh. people. So is that something like intentional or it just happened? Absolutely. To... Okay, cool. Yeah. I think like I, uh, I I played in bands where it's like obviously naturally collab because you're playing with like three or four people, right? Mm. And um, Maybe because of the virus also, everyone's kind of living at home, so you're working alone. That probably conducive to it. But even before that, I, w I had songs that I wanted to kind of finish with myself. But then you needed like another spark with each song. Uh -huh. yeah. You want to bring another personality on. Like, right. I remember, I think like I read something about George Harrison, like the, after the Beatles broke up or something, he, he was saying that it was hard to do things alone and that you should always include somebody else because mm -hmm. they'll at least be a critique or, or right. sorry, a critic. And like at least two personalities should be involved, mm -hmm. even as just kind of like testing to make sure this sounds good. Cause like w if it's in one mind, sometimes it could be blinded by, you've listened to it too many times yeah, or, yeah. so yeah, I, like the design of the project so far has been, I write a song, but then I want to involve somebody else to get their little twist on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you bring it in another direction. Yeah, that's sort of interesting. Cause I always thought like with artists, especially have like this sort of idea in their head of like how they wanted to 
sort of be and they're just working to make it you know sort of something from abstract to concrete mm -hmm. um so I, I guess having somebody else thrown in the mix th does that like factor into like your, the, the end product at all like it can it definitely can based on obviously as an artist you, you you're working with someone else and then they do something and you either like it or you don't yeah. And then if, but also you're thinking about what's best for the song, right. irregardless of if, even if you like it, because sometimes you're making stuff that's not all for you. And as long as it's good and you think the energy is good and it's positive, then you yeah. go with it, you roll with it. Because you can learn from, I feel like working with people that even do stuff that, that you wouldn't even think of and maybe you won't like it first, but maybe you will mm -hmm. eventually. So I think that as long as I feel like the energy is good and, 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 and the song is being serviced, then um you kind of welcome that collaboration to to make the song a little different like oh. i said then a little different of twist than what you thought of originally because uh, then it's probably going to reach more people i feel like because they if, if you're working with someone that has different tastes than you and they're writing for different people and you're writing for different people if you make something that works maybe that that dual reach will be larger than right. i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. theoretically i guess yeah no yeah. definitely because i feel like you know especially these days it's kind of like the age of like collaboration yeah between 100%. yeah it's just like trying to get as much clout as possible really. mm -hmm. like a <laughs> single every month day. like exactly. all this yeah. output yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But speaking of which so the, so the two singles that you have out like they were all written and like produced in this year Yes. Awesome, yeah, yeah. About in the past year, Freeling, it was produced in our apartment in the city. I did that pretty much by myself. Mm -hmm. um, and my wife sang on the chorus beautifully. It's yeah. like, some of the songs have like two two vocals. Sometimes it's it's overdubbed, sometimes it's another vocalist. Okay, mm -hmm. cool, cool. And on that song, she has a beautiful vocal. Um, and then the, the other song was kind of a kid from uh, United Kingdom had a instrumental on soundcloud that i liked i messaged him i uh -huh. said you want to work together we made an instrumental I, I wrote the lyrics and the melody and it became a song out of just kind of an instrumental mm -hmm. um so that's how that was actually a, like that was another just true collaboration i mean he, he brought music to the table and then i said it to melody blah 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 so yeah. so what do you look for artists when you're trying to collaborate with them it's like it's wow what, yeah good question like if if i immediately like hear something uh -huh. that it's like it's just so obvious mm -hmm. you hear something whoa Right. And it's like an instinctual thing. If that's not there, then it's kind of like, it's hard to find people. You'd rather just kind of compose something yourself, put it out yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you're inspired immediately, like that immediate, whoa, like, um, and then you know that it's something that you're attracted to and that you would like to be a part of. If Even as just a listener. Yeah. Like you're just a fan. Exactly. Yeah. So you kind of collaborate with people you're fans of, I guess. Like speaking of like, kind of like the style that you're like going for, like it's very interesting because from the two songs I was like listening to, it was definitely kind of like almost like lo-fi-ish, mm -hmm. very like slow kind of like lounge music. Uh -huh. And again, was that like intentional or was it just kind of like something that was like spontaneous? Yeah, and, like, it yeah. was just kind of it, it was spontaneous in the sense that like I think that you're trying to figure out kind of who you are as an artist as yeah. you're making songs, mm -hmm. right? And so you're writing what you're feeling in the moment and you don't exactly know what it's going to be when it comes yeah. out so i think that sounds more spontaneous than like planned mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that i remember both those songs were recorded maybe in the winter in nyc when it's like at night it's dark it's cold you're inside yeah, they cozy vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. trying to be like yeah. low-key relax <laughs> yeah you know go to bed just have a peace of mind yeah and this crazy everything's so much happening in the city so mm -hmm. that's definitely the vibe i get from listening back to those, I guess, and that, that tells me that maybe that was the vibe I either needed to give to myself or mm -hmm. people around me, or, mm -hmm. 
and that's just the expression that came out. So cool. do you do you write music with the intention of performing it, or like have it be sort of like a soundtrack? Yeah, something? it's different based on when what you're writing for. Like recently, no, because recently there's been no shows scheduled. Yeah. There's no yeah. opportunity. There's there's something different about writing music, like you said, for performance, because there needs to be a little extra oomph, mm-hmm. and like you're gonna, you know, you're gonna have to put on a good live show. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you. And not all the songs you're gonna have to can be slow and like low key because you're gonna have to entertain people at 11 p.m. on a Friday mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it depends on this like setting just creates a can like an entire different thing in your mind you're thinking about when you're writing the song. So recently, no. Recently, it's just been I'm gonna I want to compose songs and, and release them digitally for people to listen to at home during the virus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, so that's that honestly sense. the answer. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But uh, then once lives again, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, like, um, are you planning on releasing anything, like, for the rest of the year? Definitely. Or, like, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Working on a single right now called Diana. Work, I'm working on... Finish- is that your wife's name? Or? My wife's name is Estefania. Oh. <laughs> if you guys don't know, she's in the corner over here. <laughs> Two beautiful names. Um, but, you know, just like uh, another song, just kind of in the apartment with During the Virus... My wife was watching a Princess Diana documentary. That's where the lyrics okay, came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of abstract lyrics. They don't have to do with that or anything. Yeah. That's where the, the lyrics come from. And then, so we're just trying to release, I guess, trying to release a single like every month or six weeks or whatever on Spotify. Yeah. Just to keep traction, keep, like, just keep releasing consistent material and then work towards something maybe larger scale, like mm-hmm. an album or something. So are, are you only like releasing every six weeks because that's sort of like your plan or is that just how long it takes you to write a song it's a combination of both yeah. <laughs> it's in it's production too yeah for sure plus the two-week period or well, i don't know 10-day period it takes to go through spotify you have to submit it oh, okay. all the check like just goes through all the checking like mm-hmm. uh you know let's make sure that all everything sounds good um but then it takes at least i would say two weeks to we were joking earlier about how my wife and I were joking about how I'll have a song finished completely with the melody and it'll take me like you know three months to record it just because <laughs> as a perfectionist like you almost don't want to record it because yeah. it's going to be a little bit worse than in your mind mm-hmm. and so you just you don't want to go through that process but then you just have to suck it up and be like it's I'm going to make it as best as I can mm-hmm. yeah. based on what I want it to be and then you just put it out so. I think it's a combination of both. Maybe even more that it takes long to make. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you know perfectionism is sort of a, a common issue that a lot of artists deal with. Is there anything that you, you found that you know you can like overcome it with? Yeah, I think that it's 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 listening to all right. So as a musician, if you're doing it the right way, like you you should be hearing things better as you get older, sort right. of. Like you're learning more and you're hearing more. And so like as you listen to artists that you admire, you start to see little like tiny minuscule little things that aren't perfect in their recordings. Mm -hmm. You realize they're human. Yeah. And you realize that it's okay to not have everything be literally perfect in the recording and it's still gonna be okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people are listening and they're gonna enjoy it and they're not gonna be paying attention to the little that one bass note that's like blah blah blah. So I think that listening to other people and just learning more about music helps you be okay with a couple of things being not perfect in a recording. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it human. These are human record, like we're, we're people making music. It should be a little bit, it makes it even more relatable maybe if it's like the vocals aren't perfect or the, the guitar's not perfect. It just makes it seem like it's almost live or, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't made in a computer completely. Yeah, it has to be raw. Yeah, raw. Yeah, like, and, and exactly. Like if it makes it a little more raw, like I'm thinking about just 
kind of a couple Nirvana records, like stuff like that. That's just kind of like, it just sounds like it's a human being that has yeah. flaws, but they're going for it. Exactly. And you just love it. Like uh, speaking of Nirvana, I want to touch on two things. One, I was thinking earlier about like this whole like 80s revival mm-hmm. has been going on for way too long now. And I'm ready to move on <laughs> to like on. the 90s. I, w- I would <laughs> love that. Please. Yeah. Let's do that. You were like talking about how you were in like a band uh-huh. um, before. Why do you like move to like doing music like as a singular artist? Yeah, I think it's because it sort of has it's a similar discussion with the perfectionism thing. And that mm. you when you have a song in your head, you want it to be as if you hear it. And... There's two benef- There's two separate benefits to working with a band and working independently, and it's it, obvious to you guys or any artist. Like with a band, it could come out better, but it could come out worse because yeah. you're collaborating with different visions. Mm-hmm. With yourself, you at least know what you're gonna get. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. if it comes out worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's kind of the two things, and I guess it's just kind of a mood. Like yeah. you do one for a little while, and you kind of want to do the other. Yeah. The grass yeah. is always greener, and then maybe this will make me want to get in a band again. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, I think you just kind of both. It's different kind of fulfillment processes that about songwriting yeah but yeah yeah, that's a great question that's kind of the existence of being in the modern industry like you want to do stuff yourself or i'm I'm trying to collaborate like like Um, we talked about so yeah i I think right now might be a a good time to sort of take a break and maybe uh plug one of your songs so perfect yeah so uh what what song would you want us to go put a little piece of i think you should play domingo featuring caro and francis uh and uh yeah awesome thank you This episode of Sounds Like NYC, and um, once again, you guys were just listening to—I forgot the name of the song. I'm sorry. It's tough because it's like, oh, this is actually a good time to talk about it. Yeah. It's called Domingo, and it's in in Spanish. The word Sunday. Domingo, yeah, is Sunday with with an O. Uh-huh. But this was the name of the track that when the kid I was, like the guy I was the artist I was working with it was already called this. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it meant. So, but I was, but I was, but I was vibing with it. Like I like the way it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I never changed it, and I looked it up, and I guess some people have named like it's like a baby name, but I mean it's not really a word. But I guess it, the closest thing to it is Domingo in, in Espanol for Sunday, but it's not really what it's based on. But yeah, Domingo. Yeah. Huh. With an E. <laughs> Stallion Dunkey. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Nice. Nice. So, so how was the process of writing that song like? It was it was kind of like I said before like I um, I was on SoundCloud looking at new artists and I saw this kid from the United Kingdom with uh, this 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 beat had some listens I listened to it and I immediately had a melody idea yeah. and I was like ah what a, in a world where I could write lyrics for this this is what I would make it but then of course we could just message that guy yeah. and he got back to me and that was that was it I, I I recorded that melody and then we did a little I did a little harmony and then obviously you hope that they're going to enjoy it when you listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do with my instrumental? Yeah. It's awful. He enjoyed it. He, he gave me good vibes, which motivated me further to put it out. And uh, 
and then we've been talking since about working on future stuff. So yeah. it is a success. That's great. It, yeah, between me and him, I, I felt like it was a positive vibe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like very funny. Just like you know, because every because every, everybody has like a song that they listen to or, or like an idea that uh, that they listen to, and they think if only I came up with that. Uh-huh. But like I feel like these days, <laughs> do that with, all like, the time. with like the, the with like the uh, internet and stuff, that you know you like you actually have a chance to like listen to those. To those ideas and to those songs uh-huh. and actually do something with it uh-huh. through like c- collaboration and like absolutely stuff like that, so. and that way the internet and like the mo- this modern era is incredible yeah compared to the past yeah. i don't know how else it it is c- comparable but yeah that's definitely i think it's got to be an advantage no definitely i yeah. mean at least to at least send someone a message and they could reply and say mm-hmm. like it's work mm-hmm. That, that couldn't have been an opportunity for people like I don't know thirty years ago or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, but but that also like sort of makes an issue of like there's too much noise. Yes. Coming on, so it's just like. So it's kind of like the other fifty percent of that is that yeah now there's even more competition. Yeah. So I think, I still think I don't know in talking just kind of industry talk like I just think that hustle will reward you like mm-hmm. if there's if you if you if you're constantly sending your music to people and asking what they think you're trying to collab. Mm-hmm. You're just you're you're at least building every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, I mean, what else can you kind of do? Yeah. And it, and if you have faith in your sound and that you're gonna try to make good music, that's yeah. kind of there's so much that's out of your control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you hope that like something will gain momentum, that the machine is gonna pick it up, and you just have to put in. I guess it's kind of an everyday thing. You just kind of grinding, you know. Mm-hmm. And you're you're trying to make good music, trying to listen to have a good diet of listening to good music. You know, and listening to things you that you wouldn't listen to otherwise, and meeting people that will introduce you to music that you would yeah. never find otherwise, stuff mm-hmm. like that, like is kind of what you try to yeah. do. Speaking of like the of the machine and stuff, like I saw on your um, Instagram that what is it? Are you almost to two hundred thousand streams? One hundred thousand, yeah. I got that. I I saw that. I'm gonna, from Lil Nas X. Did that on his <laughs> on his Twitter, and yeah. I I was like, I kind of I'm gonna check back and see yeah. when he's when his percentage is higher. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I I thought it was effective. Because I feel like, especially people are on social media every day, so they want to see progress. Uh-huh. And yeah. like, if if you support me as an artist, then I would hope that you would want to see me progressing. And why not just put a numerical figure on it to make it kind of just like just this is what I'm going for right now. I'm trying yeah. to get more traction on these tracks. Yeah, I'm releasing new music, and like, mm-hmm. might as well just be honest about it. All yeah, the numbers sure. are out there. Like the Spotify, you can see how many listens. Mm-hmm. So like, you get, you might as well just own it and try to. Make your goals clear to your audience. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not like I. Th- I feel like like that's how like you. That's why you put it out there, mm-hmm. and then, and then like some, and then you notice it, and then it's like, oh, like now we're talking about it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, may, maybe yeah. like some people like it. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, yeah. No, I've, it's. I feel like it's both like marketing yeah. and just like you know, just like a humble brag, I guess, or not so humble brag, but like uh-huh. because you know, if people see that, they'll be like, ooh, something yeah. that got this many, yeah. like you know, listens uh-huh. must be good and stuff like that. So it's like definitely, yeah, just like put it out there because you need all the uh, uh-huh. advantages that that you have or that you can in order to like progress. So, yeah, because yeah. like I feel like when you go to our artist page you're just like where are they at yeah <laughs> and so but also like i look at artists that have like millions of streams mm-hmm. so it's like i even if it's like it doesn't even feel like a brag it just yeah. feels like this is where i'm at and like there are people listening which is mm-hmm. all you want yeah you just want a few people a community yeah some community to listen and to give you feedback to and if they enjoy it then it motivates you to make more do you yeah. feel like more artists don't do that because of like ego i think so because like there's so much comparison on social media yeah. and it's like uh I've, you know, you guys have probably done the same thing, whether it's performing of anything, like you've played things with five people at it, 10 people, 
or a hundred people. Mm-hmm. It's like as long as there's some community that is going to interact with you, it's meaningful. So a hundred thousand or like a hundred, it's why not share it? Why not share with those people? And like, who knows what it feels like to have millions, millions, millions? Maybe you even lose that sense of community. I don't know, but. I, I appreciate that, that you noticed that, because I, I think that some people just kind of want to see that, that the people that they're watching are progressing, mm-hmm. and so that they follow their narrative, and it's not, like, stagnant. Yeah, what do you do to keep your ego in check? Uh, I have a, I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. Yeah, that'll do it to you. <laughs> nah, like, like, honestly, like, you just want to make your partner so happy, and that any of your flaws will just be immediately apparent, because they're affecting your other partner. Right. Yeah, that dynamic. Not that like my yeah. wife lets me know. Like, I, I, I hope I'm self-aware enough. I'm self-aware enough to realize like ah, I gotta I gotta be better at that. Right. So no, that's, that's yeah, that's great. Kind of like the dynamic of like an artistic couple. Like, how does yeah. that play out in like the everyday life between you and your wife? Like that's an that amazing like? question. Like so many good, like all literally all my friends that are artists that I really like uh, respect and I really like they they ask me that. Yeah. And there's no example for it other than famous people you look at that which you would never know mm-hmm. what their life is like, like John Lennon and Yoko Ono or Kurt, Courtney or all these people. You just have to kind of realize that you're living your own life. Your relationship with your partner is unique from anything else. Right. No mm-hmm. one else knows what's it. The way it's going to affect your art, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You just know it's going to affect it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's been... It's sort of a stability and just this comfort in knowing that I can have someone that's going to have my back and that helps me with my art to create. Um, there's like just sort of a mythology around being like down and out and making the best art, but you kind of need a space and you need time to make music or any art. So like that comes with security and having someone that you're going to be there for and it's going to be for you. It just it's helped me so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like definitely like a, like an you know interesting perspective because you know because I guess kind of like a common myth as you were saying yeah. in a sense if it's, it's like having kind of like a artist power couple it just exactly be, you know like because they're like a thing or like they're like a couple uh-huh. they just keep on putting out bangers after bangers or like whatever uh-huh. stuff like that or there's this whole fantasy of you know. Um, I feel like a lot of times it's kind of like a, uh, what do you call it? More like a childish kind of like want, you know, kind of having, or, or at least I felt this way of, you know, wanting like an artistic girlfriend, whatever. Yeah, artistic music, stuff like definitely. That. I think a lot of artists like want to be like, with yeah. another artist yeah. to relate to. Yeah. But I feel like it's more like an ego thing, uh-huh. depending on the person, like, you know, having this person help me and stuff like that. Definitely. Whatnot, but like, we try to help each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. With each other's thing. Like just, it's basically the most basic symbol of it is just mm-hmm. going out and taking pictures of each other and yeah. helping with each other's like, yeah, dude, that's great. Like, Looks. You, like you, like you have your own, you know, uh, photographer. photographer. Yeah, it's just great. Don't yeah, have, don't have to pay for them and everything. Yeah, we didn't even. <laughs> we exactly, and she's amazing, and we're so good at it. And she and people have paid her for it, but we didn't. The good thing is, we didn't like when we first met. We that wasn't like we didn't even know that she was a photographer mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I think if, if you're an artist, you can kind of do whatever art you want. Mm-hmm. You guys could like, I mean, like anyone could. Like, a lot of artists can just do whatever form. They just kind of choose. So yeah. I think that we relate on a lot of... Like, we 
I, I try to watch shows that she watches, like we, movies, like any form of art, not music necessarily, but yeah, she's a good photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Moral so, of the story. Sure that conclusion of this, the conclusion yeah. of that. The story. <laughs> she's a good photographer. Yeah. But I'm um, speaking of like, I guess like how you guys met and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like how long have you been in the city for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I've been here for six years, okay, I think, cool. around. And we met four years ago. Oh, wow. We were married last December. Awesome. Cool. This Very past nice. December. So our anniversary, first year anniversary is coming up. We actually met at a photo shoot for a band I was in at the time. So it was like artistically oh, wow. related. Yeah. Um, and we... Um, have we, yeah, we've been together over four years, so it's kind of like, it just seems like longer because yeah. we know each other so well and we feel like you, when you meet your person, you've known them forever, if, since your whole life. Mm -hmm. um, but we met under uh, artistic circumstances. Oh, okay. Where, where were you before? Um, I was, we met in the Lower East Side. I was living in the village at the time. Oh, like kind of like uh, before, before New, York New, York New York City. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Now you're taking me way back. I, I, I was in college. I, w I went to Villanova. What's that? that? In, um, outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, and so I went there, I graduated from there and then came to the city right away and just started getting into, I had a few friends that were doing music, playing shows. We started playing some shows in Brooklyn, working odd jobs, restaurant jobs, and whatever we could to, to, to live, at, you know, three or four people in an apartment and, um, and then I've been in, in just different places in the city and. My family is originally from New York, so I'm kind of returning to the... I have a lot of family around here. Um, but yeah, we met just... Uh, the band I was in had a photo shoot with a friend, and then that friend was a friend of my, my now wife. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very serendipitous. How do you feel like the city has changed you at all? A lot. I think that it makes me realize that every day matters a lot because there's a lot happening every day that matters, mm -hmm. and you can't just coast for a couple weeks, and you should try to seize every day and try to at least... Every, every day is, is, is just stimulating. Mm -hmm. There's something happening. Um, and it's made me more financially motivated just because it's, it's harder to survive here financially. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, just frankly. I mean, it, like, you can pay... There's certain places in this country, I'm sure, you can, like, yeah, you pay, like, a few hundred dollars for rent, mm -hmm. and that's just not the reality here. So you, every day, at least, is a thought about your finances and making mm -hmm. sure that you're okay and that that influences your art because you you just you just become more commercial yeah. <laughs> you just you, you have to at least keep in mind some you want you want viewership you want some commercial element while maintaining artistic integrity which is obviously yeah. like the hardest thing that everyone's going for you have to be practical with your art sometimes uh-huh because if you want to if you actually want to support yourself with this that you got to be really practical but it's like obviously when you think of songwriters producers blah 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 they're like the least practical people mm -hmm. So it's like combining those two things is kind of the challenge. Yeah. And another thing that my, my wife helps me with is like, you know, if you're, you can, your head can get in the clouds and is a creative and, but you know, we help each other with that because she's a creative too. And, but like you said, you got to be practical and you got to keep your feet on the ground as well. Otherwise, like your music's not going to get heard. You're not going to be able to even support yourself to make music, blah, blah, blah. So. Awesome. Well, uh, what do you want to leave with? I want to plug an artist, I'm a friend of mine. All right. Yeah, do it, yeah. Um, he is a media theorist in New York City, but he's Ooh, also... Fancy. A, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's done like, he's done interviews on, like, just kind of the state of, of kind of the theory of media, like, why we put out media the way we do, and how the history of that, and he's kind of a philosopher in that sense, mm -hmm. but he's also an artist who puts out music. Ooh, okay. 
and he just like really pushes the boundaries and like kind of his name's DeForest Brown, uh, DeForest Brown Jr. And um, he's just the artist to me that when I listen to him, I just I kind of perk up and I knew, I, I feel challenged. Like, oh, this guy's pushing the envelope. We got I got to stay on my toes. Right. Uh, this guy's this guy's doing really innovative things that make me really want to like just it's inspiring. So DeForest Brown Jr., if you just Google him, you'll find his writings and also his music. I would definitely appreciate, like, just you'll, you're going to get into some really deep stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, then. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming thank over. Thank you. This was, this was wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's ending. It's ending. <laughs>